The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing What's up, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast, and thank you for listening. We wicked, wicked appreciate it. Um, share this podcast with a friend if you dig it. It's the way we spread the good vibes, and I do want to thank our sponsors right off the top, the U.S. Postal Service. Go to usps.com slash careers to learn about opportunities at the Postal Service. I have my guest here from VentureX. His name is Ryan Gagney. Ryan, thank you, and for being here welcome to the show the first thing i noticed was so you pronounce your name like greg gagney former ball player greg gagney and not former ball player eric gagne that's correct who sucked and i <laughs> you remember him yeah we did we well you him. you well, you must remember him because it was when you know people walking around did that freak you out if, if anyone's walking around with a gagney jersey although not too many people were probably wearing that because the the Red Sox pitcher, he was actually, a bust. Actually had a T-shirt with it on the back. And oh, I did in, you? I was in a local grocery store, and a lady goes, why would you have that shirt? He <laughs> sucks. And I said, um, it's my last name. Thanks. <laughs> see, my, see my, um, my equivalent of that, I sort of, was I was um, the pledge master at our, my fraternity, and as a gift for the, my little pledges to, to thank me um, after the fact, they gave me this Red Sox jersey, authentic Red Sox jersey. And so, you know, they knew how much I loved the Sox. I take the thing out, and I'm so excited. And I'm like, I'm wondering what they, number they put on the back. I hope it's eight because, you know, Yastrzemski was my guy. Sure enough, it's eight. But then it says, yeah, it's my name, which is Y-A-S, which means anytime I wear it in public, it's just confusing. Like, mm-hmm. like, like it's not Yastrzemski, it's not Yaz, it's what the heck is it? Some Chinese knockoff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and to add to that, by the way, it was on the back, whoever they had taken it to to imprint it. It wasn't exactly the official le- le- you know, letters and numbers of the socks, and you could tell. Um, but I appreciate it, guys. I hope none of you are listening and, and uh, discovering that I was slightly disappointed so ryan is um with venturex now venturex is one of these office sharing enterprises ryan's a ceo and owner of the the uh, almost said westboro marlboro westboro what's the difference sorry the marlboro location right Mm -hmm. do i have the information correct so far yeah you're spot on and in a nutshell tell us about what your business model is and why small businesses or maybe any businesses should know about what you're doing well venturex is a growing uh type business model um, we're one of a number of different flexible workspace communities. Um, we are one of the premier workspace communities out there uh, and growing. Right now we have 31 locations across the globe. Uh, that includes Canada, uh, London, as well as uh, Dubai, mm-hmm. and I don't know, over two dozen in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The Marlboro location is the flagship of New England. Um, just by default, we're the only location in New England so far. Right. So I got nice. to, I get to carry that uh, that flagship title there. How long has you have you been up and running? Well, we've, we opened in April of uh, this year, mm-hmm. and right now we're at about sixty percent occupancy. And what the build the business really is is an, it's a flexible workspace. So we've taken a an office 
um, building, one entire floor, which is 15,000 square feet. And we've built it out with 50 private office suites, private meeting rooms, a nice, large, comfortable lounge area that's mm. highly appointed with some real nice furniture in there. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures, and it is quite stunning. That looks like, as Ricardo Monteblan used to say, fine Corinthian leather on that couch right there. Oh, it's it's better than fine <laughs> oh, Corinthian. It's, uh, it's uh, it, the, the furniture in there, uh, It's it dovetails in with the Gensler design that the building and all of the VentureX locations have. As Gensler out of New York has come in and, and said, this is the design plan for any VentureX worldwide. Um, so, so that any you go to has a familiarity to it. Yeah. It, it. Well, it's a franchise, so it should. Yeah. And, it has <laughs> that, it, and it gives people that level of comfortability. As soon as they walk in, they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, or even before they get there, they know what they should expect for a level of service and a level of the amenities. So uh, Ryan grew up in North Attleboro. What we probably like um, passed each other on Route 95 about a thousand times um, and didn't realize it because I'm a neighboring Sharon. But anyway, since you grew up in the area, we like to put people in the Boston vaults. And here comes all the heavy metal and equipment. Do you have a vault at VentureX? Probably not. I guess you don't need a vault. No. No, not not yet. (laughs) All right. All right, enough with that silly sound effects. All right, so here's some questions for you. Um, when you were growing up, was there a go-to ice cream stand in the area, and does there remain one? I'll take either or both answers. Well, there there was uh, Blisteri. Uh, it started wow, out. Wow, never heard of it. Yeah, it's right in Triborough Plaza. Okay. I mean, now we're really dating ourselves yeah, because right. <laughs> the, the plaza's still there, but it doesn't go by that name. Right. And uh, where uh, Bliss was is... I don't even know what it is today. It's changed. The spots changed over a number of times. I think it's a kid playland or something. Oh like yeah. Now, but the new building that they had moved into uh, in the late '80s. Mm-hmm. I had again dated myself there, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's now a. Um, uh, is it Barrett's? So, it's a now okay. a Barrett's Ale House. So, oh okay. Uh, so that's that was a Bliss Brothers Dairy. I take my son to Barrett's Ale House all the time in one of the Bridgewaters. I think West Bridgewater. How many Barrett's are there? Bridgewater itself. It's actually the old uh, wooden nickel. Oh, okay. Wow. I think what Barrett's is now. Yeah. Yeah, My my son was, I have a son with autism who's 21 and he's uh, the happiest guy in the world and he likes to go to certain places and he used to love to go to the Charlie Horse. So that was, so. and then the Charlie Horse moved out and just this huge, like, sprawling sports bar not the most upscale place but it's fine arcade and all that and good, good fried pickles there good oh that's a good tip because i'm looking for a new order at, at uh, barrett's but and he said what's moving in there and i said i think it's going to be called bartlett's and to this day he calls it bartlett's and i'm trying to tell him it's barrett's he's like no Bart, that's what you said the first time dad sorry anyway <laughs> uh barrett's alehouse is uh, it's a good time uh, not a sponsor of the show yet but hey shout out so we were just talking about the Pats a little bit before we started recording. Do you have um, a favorite childhood memory? Did you used to go to the games? Uh, back, I made Way it back. into a couple. I made it into a couple when I was a kid. Any memories of um, a game that you went to that you hold dear, or I'll let you expand to any of the sports? Well, I mean, I think uh, one of the one of the ones that I remember the best was uh, when the Pats beat the Colts. To it was in the new stadium, of course, uh, and they were heading off to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, it was pouring rain out, and we had tickets. We got we were just under an overhang, and I 
the entire game, I watched this one poor guy two rows ahead of me. <laughs> he had a fountain just pouring off this off this, the facade and landing <laughs> on him. And he didn't care. He really and, yeah. Oh no, that's the well the pass one. Yep. But he was he was like a duck in water <laughs> the entire time. And I remember that game. That was a fantastic game. But back in the day with the you know, with, when it was uh, Sullivan Stadium or Foxmore Stadium or yep. stuff like that. I didn't catch many games. I did go and see um, the Who there. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the, recently? Because they were around. no, 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 no. No, this was back the in the day. stadium. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, yeah. the the crappy stadium. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, the stadium that that laid not on, quite on the spot, but in the parking lot of what is now Patriot Place uh, was called. First, it was called Sullivan. No, first it was called Schaefer Stadium, mm-hmm. named after the beer. They had the sponsorship, and then they lost the sponsorship. The Sullivan family, um, you know, slowly drove the franchise into the ground. I mean, there were ups and downs and all that. It was, I have lovable memories of being there, but man, it was a pit. It was, it was a glorified high school stadium. It was what it was, you know, aluminum benches and whatnot. Um, but it was ours, you know, it was ours. <laughs> so uh, you, you confident Pats for the rest of the season or what? Or do you share the hysterics that say it's all, this is the end of it and all that? Um, not well, they're, they know when it comes down to the postseason, and everyone knows this, it's experience that really wins those games. Yep. So, you know, not to sound too cocky, they've been here before. Or yeah. A lot of others, they know what distractions, um, you know, and how to avoid them. They know how to stay focused on that game day. So when it comes really down to it, you know, and they show up, if they show up, if they make it to that, um, you know, it's, I think they have a high chance of winning just because they can maintain that focus and that composure. There is a discipline in that building yeah. uh, that the Patriots have that you know a lot of other teams just don't, just can't command. No, this may be a stretch analogy, but business is your business. Are there other business lessons about the way the Patriots run their organization that can be adapted to other industries and such? Well, I mean, yeah, the first thing is just discipline. You know, just stay, staying the course and and keeping everyone in line. Uh, and you see it from. You know, time and time again, uh, somebody will make a misstep, whether it be a different team or a different company or any other type of business, um, and um, they they don't follow they don't follow the line. If right. you notice anybody that's getting interviewed post game or something like that, that's over in the Patriots locker room, for example. Mm-hmm. Mum's the word. They they, they, oh, they yeah. follow the, the, the Belichick uh, uh, school of school of uh, not answering a question. It's amazing how that has it, it's almost followed. To a T, unanimously, right down the line, you would think that every once in a while a, a player would fly off the handle and just, you know, violate that. That it's almost it almost is like a code of silence. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that discipline is it's it's why it's it's so much fun to have this coach who who seems like a miserable person in in life. But as far as who you want for your football team and your football team to be competitive every year, um, you said discipline. I'll take it a step further and say he's marvelous at keeping out the distractions. So. That's why he doesn't panic when they look terrible in a game and they lose. And the next game is completely different. They go right back to the plan, onto Cincinnati. You know, he says, and and it works. He he's, he also isn't afraid to, you know, cut a player that is beloved if he doesn't think it's a fit for his team, right? Mm-hmm. So unswayed by emotion. Yeah, and the expectation for people to come in and say, "I'll take a pay cut to play for you." You know, yeah. that has. I mean, geez, doesn't hurt. Doesn't. Yeah. Never hurts. Never hurts. Well, you don't seem to have a Boston accent. Did you have it surgically removed, or what happened there? 
Well, I was, uh, I've been in sales for a number of years, and um, when I first started out, I kind of did have a, a wicked bad accent. Was it wicked bad? It was wicked, yeah. wicked bad. Yeah. And a um, uh, colleague I worked with at the time was, he was Canadian, so kind of, kind of liked him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, you got to, as much as we love Boston, you got to ditch the accent. Really? And, um, I, I, you know, I, I worked on it as best I could to, uh, to try to avoid it. But, you know, hey, let's see. We'll, we'll Does it come out now and again? Oh, yeah. Give me three beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find that um, mine comes out, you know, um, perhaps after a, a few cocktails. Or people tell me when I'm speaking publicly. Oh, I don't think on the podcast, but when I'm speaking publicly, that they, it comes out sometimes. But whatever, either way. But um, so if you'll pardon a, a brief parentheses, you, you talked about removing the accent. There was... There used to be this thing called the transatlantic accent, which I guess still exists sometimes. They tried to, people that went into broadcasting tried to learn this because it was, um, uh, how do you say it? It was, it was just static. It was plain. It was the plainest of plain. And I just found a video about this. So I'm going to take a quick look at what, how the trans, transatlantic accent came. Hopefully this is interesting. I made a great reporter out of you, Hildy, but you won't be half as good on any other paper in you know it. We're at the and so that's Cary Grant and his girl Friday. But newsreels from the 30s or 40s, then you've probably heard that weird old timey voice. This type of pronunciation is called the transatlantic or mid-Atlantic accent, and it isn't like most other accents. Instead of naturally evolving, the transatlantic accent was acquired. Now this means that people in the United States were taught to speak in this voice. See? Now, historically, Just like they taught you how to get rid of your Boston accent. was the hallmark of hmm. aristocratic America and Didn't realize that was an aristocrat. In upper class boarding schools across <laughs> New England, students learned the transatlantic accent as an international norm for communication, similar to the way posh British society used received pronunciation, essentially the way the Queen and aristocrats are taught to speak. It has several quasi-British elements, such as a lack of roticity. Now, this means that mid-Atlantic speakers drop their R's at the ends of words like winner or clear. Also That's like a Boston accent. See, we're right. Yeah, we were right to start with. For instance. Another thing that stands out is the emphasis on clipped sharp T's. Now, in American English, we often pronounce the T in words like writer and, and water as D's. But transatlantic speakers will hit that T like it stole something. Writer. Water. But again, this speech pattern isn't completely So, that's enough. That's uh, thanks to our friends at uh, HowStuffWorks.com. I think is where that came from. But... Um, you know, now, with uh, I wonder if they teach people the same in business to, the, if you have that thick Boston accent, that maybe pair it back a little bit. It was, you know, the Boston accent was recently voted like the second most attractive accent in the, and I think this is because of Damon and Affleck and, you know. Um, yeah, but they go over the top with it when they do it. And the I, worst one is just when they get somebody like Alex Baldwin to come in and, and, and do theirs. World needs plenty of bots, Anders. Yeah, he was terrible in The Departed, or The Departed, if you prefer. Yeah, The Departed. Yeah, the Departed. All right, you did well. We're going to let you out of the Boston vault. And we, we learned not much, but maybe a little about accents. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get rid of that Boston accent, kid. You're turning everybody off. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny that that Cary Grant was taught, who's like this marvelous actor, was taught to, to speak like that. So um, 
Let's go Let's go back to VentureX. By the way, all the info you need to know is at VentureX.com. So that's the word venture and then just the letter X.com. You can contact Ryan at uh, 508-375-3636. And you should go see the place. So whereabouts are you? Right, Like right off, uh, is it like the intersection of Route 9 and, and 95? No. No, 495? no. 495? It's 495 and Route 20. Exit oh, okay. 24B, to be I, exact. Okay. And... Um, the place looks marvelous, so I can't wait to go. I'm going to go in the next few weeks and, and check it out. These days, you know, some would think if you run a business or um, you're starting up a business or whatever that you need the imprimatur of a permanent place to bring clients and things like that. But I'm wondering if it's changed. I'm wondering if if people understand now that you know meeting someone at your office at VentureX is just as impressive and maybe even sort of a smarter move. Tell me. Yeah, it, it is. And, um, and and for a number of different reasons. I think the first one is, is when somebody comes in and they see this space and they're blown away just by the design and the, 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 the level of finish that's in there. And the first question, they'll ask a member who, who's somebody in the company or a person that works there. And they say, well, why did you pick this place? I mean, it's beautiful, but why? And they, you know, and they say, well, the first thing is, is all the amenities, everything that we get here. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, it's a, I don't want to call it this, but a lot of people call it, it's a club for work. Yeah. You know, because it has that, it has that, say, uh, genesis to it. Yeah. Yeah. Atmosphere. Yeah. Right. It's and, a nice um, atmosphere. It looks like you're working in like the hottest new startup in town without the foosball, your foosball table. No. Good. It's been know. so cliche. Come on. <laughs> um, and, um, I mean, and, and to take it a step further, maybe, like, let's say you are in, like, professional services, like a lawyer, and and the client is coming to meet you at your office at VentureX, you know, the, the, the lawyer can say, you know, quite frankly, my rates would be 25% higher if I couldn't take advantage of something like VentureX. Exactly. I mean, if you look at it and you take a traditional versus VentureX model, traditional is you go in, you grab a an office. It could be 500 square feet, 1,000 square feet, 2,000 square feet, depending on how many people you have, but more and more importantly, what's available out there. And you're immediately forced into some term of, of a lease. Mm-hmm. Most cases, they're three years or more. And then you've got to take all the costs that go along with it. You maybe have to paint the place, change the carpets. Maybe the landlord will help out a little bit with that. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't do it to the level that you want. So now you've got to add up because I want nicer carpet. I want um, shades. I want uh, nice curtains. I want a leather couch and so forth. And then you've got to furnish in itself desks, this, that, bring in the IT, get your cable, get your internet, get your phone service, um, maybe get a receptionist because you're like, look, I'm busy during the day. Now and then people come in, packages and this and that. I don't want to be disturbed. Well, I mean. You, you can't hire a receptionist for, uh, you know, three bucks an hour. You can't get a really? place finished, finished out to that. So if you down, you get all these fixed costs. And with VentureX, what you get is, first off, it's fully furnished and it's fully serviced. And it's all move-in ready or turnkey, as like yep. we like to put it. And we have that receptionist that's up front. And, so, and we staff that 8.30 to, uh, to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday so that... You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to add that into the cost. There's right? always someone that a live person to pick up the phone. So what? What? How do they answer the phone? Well, when it comes to the phones, we actually do. We we do suggest that they that are a member if they have a high volume of calls or if they're getting important calls. And they most people actually live on their cell phone now. They they don't even yep. bring in or ask for phone service with us. But we do recommend a couple third party 
uh, online receptionist because at 5.05 p.m., we're not there, unfortunately. Okay. Yep. Um, so, and I said, look, if, if you're waiting for that important call and you're in a meeting, you're working, you can't take that call at 5.05 or at 2 a.m. Yep. or whatever, yep. you know, I can't help you. So we, we, we really suggest that that's, the, that's one of the... So it's more, maybe there was, there's more value in the receptionist when guests arrive, you know, yes, that exactly. they get the, the, the professional treatment, right? Um, you were telling me earlier about collaboration among people that now do you call them members do you call them what do you call them? we like, we, we <laughs> like to call we like to call them members members, uh, members okay. are clients right uh, okay. from that side but yeah the collaboration is is fantastic thing we, you know right now with the level of occupants that we have which is about 60% and um, the composition of that is nearly 100 members already wow and inside of that there's probably i didn't do the count this week somewhere between 30 and 40 different companies mm mm-hmm. All different walks of life. We've got IT, six different ways, financial services, just as many different ways. Mm. Uh, we've got um, marketing specialists and, and um, a lot of human capital management people, headhunters. Do any term. of the do any of the wirehouse investment shops have an office? Because maybe not yet, but but no, um, actually got two uh, got two wirehouse. Okay. Um, it, you're using a term that many people don't even understand. Well, I was going to explain it. Yeah, but I used to work for Morgan Stanley. I was uh, I was uh, at Alliance Bernstein, and then with Morgan Stanley as a financial advisor. But the people people don't, uh, and you're right. Most people don't know what the wirehouse is and how they operate. So when I tell people I used to work for Morgan Stanley, they would go, "Oh, hey, do you know uh, Jim Sullivan over there?" And well, I'm well, like, "Give me a stock tip." What well, you, that what, too. Yeah, 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 right. But. Like if somebody asked me, I'd, I'd be like, uh, Morgan Stanley employs like 40,000 advisors and I know maybe three others. And because what Morgan Stanley is, many people don't know, when it comes to the investment services side is really a collection of little cluster businesses of their own. They have a relationship with Morgan Stanley. They are employees of Morgan Stanley, but much of it is like a platform for the advisor to do his thing. So the reason I asked whether would be AdventureX is it would make sense. You don't need to be in the home office of Morgan Stanley. There are Morgan Stanley offices that have 300 people. And then there are some that have probably like two people. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. So we've got a couple different, like a uh, couple of different firms that are similar to that Morgan Stanley wirehouse type style. Uh, and they, they find it really good for them because one is, is that they don't, they don't have the big needs that require all of this additional ancillary services around their business. One fact, in fact, one, one member, his biggest requirement was, is that he could get a private office with a lock that only had a limited access, basically my staff and him. Right. Because he had his customer files in there. Was that Matt Lauer who wanted the lock on the, oh, terrible joke. Sorry, people. Sorry. (laughs) It was not Ryan's idea. Hi everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. 
the irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. You told me a story earlier, or a short story anyway, but about how someone needed legal help and actually found it right in VentureX. Tell me mm-hmm. about that. Well, it was, a, it was an interesting uh, situation, but um, it was over the summer. Um, this, and one of our members who is a, um, he's a executive recruiter, headhunter, had a contract that he needed reviewed. And he came out of his office and kind of came over to, to us out front at the, at the front desk. It was a little bit, a little, you could see he was a little, I don't find a better word than pissed off. Flustered. But he was, flustered. He, yeah. he was, he was, yeah. he was definitely flustered. Yeah. And he said, ah, I got to get this done. He's like, uh, my attorney's on staff. He's on vacation this week. He's like, somebody else said they'll take a look at it, but it's not going to be till the end of the week. And I really just want to get this contract done right now. And uh, we said, well, what is it? He goes, that's ah, just a simple two page contract. I just need an attorney to review it. Just make sure I, I don't have any, anything bad in there. Right. And I said, well, geez, why don't you just go around the corner and knock on that first door? An attorney there, he's a business attorney, does contract law. And and that's kind they of... They didn't a, know each other until then, I take they it. Hadn't, right. They hadn't met. Right. Um, they passed each other in the hallways. Right. And, and what because we were so new, we were starting to create a lot of networking series that we do. We do a lot of events throughout the course of the month. Um, we have some that are static, uh, whereas it's like the first Wednesday of every, every month. Uh, we have members breakfast. So we truck in breakfast and I think next week uh, next month will be Belgian waffles so we're going to have Belgian oh. waffles whipped cream and the whole nine yards and this and that last week last uh, this month it was a continental breakfast mostly baked goods and whatnot yeah but we everybody comes out Monday morning grab their coffee we have a killer coffee machine oh uh, see it, now you're talking yeah not it, not just a curry no no no, no. Oh. three different beans um, French vanilla additives cocoa additives you can do about 18 different types of coffee. Yeah, including like espresso and that business? Espressos, cappuccinos, uh, French All right. Vanilla. I'm coming over, man. Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> but so these breakfasts, are, I take it they're networking breakfasts. They're not, there's no content. You, you don't make people no. sit for a lecture or anything. No, it's just, no. Okay. But then we do have some lecture series that we've built out. We've got um, what we call the Four Diamond Series that uh, that we developed. And the Four Diamond Series um, touches different different parts of, um, of running a business as well as personal and uh, inside of those, they're either breakfast series, lunch and learns, or we say cookie, cookie and coffees in the afternoon, mm-hmm. about 60 minutes. And uh, we bring in guest speakers, and it's topical in nature, uh, whether it be, um, and can't really give financial advice on something like this, right. but they, they open the conversation up. And that's what they're meant to be, is, is they're, I, they're meant to be thought-provoking or conversation starters. Um, I take it a lot around, around how to run a business, right? Yeah, or, or which which could be countless number of things, but I take it you want to make it universal. So things like marketing, things like client services, things like uh, I don't know budgeting or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, well, okay. we just last Tuesday we had a breakfast series. It was on cybersecurity for small businesses, mm. local bank, um, and if I can plug them, please yeah, go uh, for it. Main Street Bank, um, who's up uh, up there in Marlboro by us, uh, they helped sponsor the event, and uh, we had a number of speakers come in. Talking about uh, just that, uh, about cybersecurity, what's password etiquette, when to do it, what not to click on, believe it or not, that Walmart gift card you got in the e- email on, yeah, it's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's a big fake. It, it's really? 
The, yeah, the, you're not getting that. You're not getting that hundred dollar gift card. Wait, so the, you're saying it's a scam because the 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 person gets the card and it's a scam, or no, it's a phishing email. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Okay, I know what you're talking about. See, that's yeah. When you that, if you're getting something in, in you know just unsolicited uh, opportunity for financial reward blindly to yeah. you uh, in, in in an email, it's a scam. It's, it, there's, yeah. there, it's a phishing email. It's it's definite expedition right, 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 to right. to extract some information from you. Just delete, delete. It's all over Facebook. It's and it's always like my dumbass friends on Facebook will forward this saying. Well, it says if I forward this to a hundred people, I get a five hundred dollar credit at the you know the ice store or whatever. And <laughs> I just feel like the end people forward it saying, well, it can't hurt to try. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't hurt to try. But you're just doing the bidding of whoever asked you to forward this around it's like you say it's fit it's phishing it's spam it's it's uh they're trying to get more information about you so they can pepper you later or whatever it is yeah exactly yeah i just forward it to 100 people and you'll get something like understand how facebook works that's not the way it's not the way it works um so people are going to want to know can you give us an idea of the at least a ballpark idea of how much it costs to become a member of venture well there's there's several different layers of of or levels of membership um we have um basically three three levels mm-hmm. and the first is the shared desk so basically what that is is the shared desk is well we've got one area of the of the entire workspace that's for co-working the traditional co-working maybe we could talk about that just for a second what sure, most people don't understand what co-working really is co-working in itself is making use of shared space in an, a completely open open style meaning open desk or long sets of tables where people can come and go um, I liken it to the college library mm-hmm. where you just came in, sat down, opened up your books, got to work. And when you were done, you didn't need it anymore. You just picked up your stuff and left. Right. And that's kind of what the shared space is. So members can come in Monday to Friday, 830 to 5, and make use of that space. We give them you know, you know, access to our member side of our high-speed Wi-Fi, which is ultra-fast there. Nice. Um all the coffee and tea that they want to drink mm-hmm. and they have access to our private phone rooms so if they've got to take a business call or a personal call whatever call they want to take they can go in and have a level of privacy that they would expect mm-hmm. so they're not taking the call out there in the open and you know having to be trying to huddle around their phone or do anything like that that you can't do at starbucks no, starbucks you'd have to go outside in the cold to make your quiet phone call and and, and it's <laughs> and it's just plain noisy anyway in, yeah. in a lot of those of course um we don't tell people to keep the noise down people just generally keep the noise down because mm-hmm. that's just the setting that they're in they come in and they you, you instantly un- assimilate to people are here to get work done mm-hmm. you know um so from that side it's really nice uh the next level of the membership in, and it's still in the co-working element is the dedicated desk and what that is is that's a five foot uh, five foot desk uh it's their that member's desk they uh, will subscribe to that for an entire month and they could do a termed contract. So if they said, look, I'm going to be here for six months. This, I want this desk. I'm going to bring in my monitor, my keyboard, my picture, my cat, lock up uh, whatever I want for files in the filing cabinet underneath the desk. It's mine. Mm-hmm. And that's their space. And we've got a couple. Um, well, actually, we've got eight seats and uh, three quarters of them are sold right now or, or under contract. And um, they're very companies. Uh, but um, what it is is they like to be out in the open. They like having neighbors. They like to chat a little bit, but work. But they don't want to be in the confines of a office, right. per se. Right. Um, and then there's a Cadillac 
version. Did you say all three levels already? Oh no, the the last is, oh, okay. the, private, <laughs> is the private office, and okay. it's not as much the Cadillac is is it's what somebody would consider as the traditional private office, but it is turnkey, um, and from that it's fully furnished, fully serviced, cleaning, internet, heating, AC, the whole nine yards. It's all there, twenty four seven access. And then as well for the dedicated desk as well as for the private office, we will afford them our business mailing address so they can put it on their mm. website. They can put it on their you know, their Google My Business. Um, they can put it on their letterhead and business cards and everything else as such. And so when the mail comes in, you know, we're taking it in, sorting it, delivering it out to them, mm. uh, packages and whatnot. We have mail service and copies, pr- copy print services. And then... One of the other um, kind of ancillary services that we do provide is just that mailing, that just that mailing address. We call it a virtual office. Mm-hmm. And you being a lawyer, you would probably appreciate this. Mm-hmm. We actually have a number of uh, attorneys that quote unquote office out of our space, although they don't have a physical office. They need and the mailing address. They need yeah. the mailing address yeah. so that they can say they do business in that, in that's in, right. in Marlboro itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great l- you know, low cost method to adding that location to their website, to their list of services, service areas. Yeah. And then on the other side, when someone's just getting started, they might want that, that dedicated address for, I'm thinking any business just to show that you're legit, even if you're working out of your home and you don't, you know, so it doesn't say 14 Maple Street, Unit 2A, you know, it's, it has the Venture X address. It it does. And, And then when they, somebody goes out and searches it online, up comes the address, up comes typically our building picture and everything, and it legitimizes things. And we do, we see, we've seen um, not just uh, attorneys, but a lot of other companies and other other areas of business uh, that use our address uh, specifically for that. Some are, some are, uh, are brand new, some are, um, you know, uh, well-seasoned companies that have been out there. They just, they need that um, for whatever reason. Yeah. One, one company, they, they moved their business to Florida. They're semi-retired, but they didn't want to lose the the Marlboro address. The, the they right. still had staffers in Marlboro, but they didn't want they they were. Let's call a space pit. They didn't want everyone to know that they're sitting by the pool in Florida most of the time. <laughs> yes, pretty much so. So they so they that's they, like they that's like that. the um, uh, who was it WBZAM radio? I'm forgetting his name. Oh, it'll come to me. But for years, he was broadcasting, doing his news bit from Florida just didn't tell anyone and uh, eventually the gig was up and he admitted because he would be saying things like yeah a chilly 16 degrees today in Boston Woof, I gotta really gotta put my mittens on you know and he's sitting down in Fort Lauderdale or wherever he was uh, anyway you were saying so so <laughs> so we've got the we, you know we've got those three main levels of service and then outside of that we've got some ancillary services that we, that we do and the other big um, the big attraction is, is our three private meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. They're, um, I like to say, technology-rich. So all three of the meeting rooms uh, are, have the 65-inch 4K TV. They all have an Apple TV device in there. They all have, as well as HDMI hookups and a PC on board behind the TV. So when someone comes in uh, from off the, off the street, not a member, but then it is open to the public for rent as well, mm-hmm. they come in, they can... Typically, in a side of a minute or two, regardless of the device that they brought in, we can connect them up onto the screen for them. Coming from that's huge. I mean, that really, you know, that 
that kicks a presentation up a notch for sure. Yeah. It, it kicks the presentation up a notch. And um, this is where I kind of lend a little bit of my my re, you know, real life experience from it. I was in sales, uh, global banking, mostly for uh, almost two decades. And on a, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but pretty close to it, I was going into some mm-hmm. foreign meeting room somewhere in the country or maybe even overseas walking in with my laptop you know about to give a about to pitch something or give an update on on a on a project or whatever it was and i've got to get it up onto the screen for three or four managing directors maybe a vice president level or another executive level uh, within the uh, within a bank or, or an investment management company mm-hmm. And that's when you know the beads of sweat start pouring. and then it's and then it doesn't work for oh, yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. How? What percentage of presentations where everybody sits down and gets ready? What percentage uh, require about you know three to five minutes of nervous you know playing with the AV stuff to make it work? It yeah. happens so much. We yeah. try to narrow that down to about thirty seconds. Good. So yeah. Just <laughs> plug it in. Yeah. Hit this button. We're and we're yeah. good to go. Um, you know, we've even created cue cards for people in the event they get in there and we can't, you know, get to them right then when as soon as they mm. walk in, they, oh, you know, oh, I've got an Apple device. All I need to do is, oh, just go in airplay it up to here. Boom, done. Or, or there's the HDMI plug. We've gone and labeled everything extensively. So um, people say it's kind of over labeled, but uh, I look at it as this is well, you're standing at, at the table and there's two cords mm. to plug into and you're not sure which one. And, We've put it set HDMI for for users. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> the only thing that annoys me about that whole thing, and it's is you're equipped for it, but like the Apple these the new Apple computers, damn you, Apple with your with your stupid uh, adapters that I have to keep buying because the, instead of having more options to plug in the computer, they're they're less. They're down to like two little ports, and if you don't have the correct uh, wire for that. But once you get it, it's turnkey. It's like you, you pop it in. Well, that's where we went to AirDrop, and we yep. actually went out and purchased uh, Apple devices, and it was and it's core to all of the VentureX's, no matter where you go. So, one of the other features that's nice is you can go to VentureX.com, and even as a non-member, you can book a meeting room right online oh, really? for any of the VentureX's oh, that's worldwide. Good so you can say, well, you know what? Hey, I'm on a road show today. I'm going to be in Marlboro. Next Tuesday, I'm going to be in Dallas, and then I got to go over to Frisco, Texas, and then by Thursday, I'm going to West Palm Beach, and, or I'm going to Denver, or I'm going to California, or I'm going to wherever. And you can say, well, you can go to VentureX's and all of those, and the costs are relatively the oh, same. Nice. Yeah. And walk in and say, okay, well, it's plug and play. I should be able to just walk in, turn on my machine. Yeah, that familiarity. Yeah. Boom, yeah. you're instantly uh, playing away. But I, I let you off the hook before. I'm going to ask again. Approximate price for joining, or do you, would you rather if people go come in first before you? Well, do? it varies. It, it, again, it, the the levels of service and there's a varied level of price. Uh, I can tell people if you are looking at it, the price range is anywhere from about two hundred dollars to about six hundred dollars per person per month. Okay, great. So it's affordable, no matter yeah. how you slice it. I mean, and I look at it, and you would say to somebody like, "Well, geez, that's that's it's kind of expensive," and say, like, "Well." If you worked 40 hours a week mm-hmm. out of your office, it doesn't matter what, which ones, include Saturdays and Sundays, but if you worked 40 hours a week out of an office at $5 an hour for yeah. uh, high-speed internet furnishings, um, a f- complete fit-out, somebody to sit up front, uh, all the coffee you can drink, everything yeah. else that goes along with this. Conference space. I, maybe, Conference maybe you space. said that. That's we, huge. We yeah. do add some of that in there as well. 
um, you're at $800 a month. Yeah, easily. Right. Well, we're way inside of that. Yeah. So, you know, now you're looking at it. Not to mention, it's a, a, is it officially a level decor? I forget what they call that, but it looks, it looks pretty A to me. I remember when I was, I, I used to work for Lawyers Weekly and I moved us to, uh, uh, a new location <clears throat> around uh, year 2000 or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Something like that. Um, maybe it was later. Anyway. Uh, we it moved, is, and it we, is I remember looking a at the space. eight. Yeah, cl- it's, Class A. It's okay. considered Class A office space. It's right. one of the only Class A office spaces in all of Marlboro, Mass. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you might, in, in the neighboring areas, you might be able to get a small office for maybe even as little as 500 bucks a month, but it's not going to be no. It's going to be small, and it's, and it's not going to have conference space. It's not going to be anywhere as nice as as the way it looks in your office. Exactly, and yep. then and then and then the you know what I like to say is the cat's meow out of our location, where it's a little bit different than others, is where we're located. So mm-hmm. we are on Route Twenty in in Marlboro, which is again right off of Four Ninety Five. We're six minutes from the Pike, mm-hmm. four or five minutes depending on traffic from Route Nine as well, and. What we have just outside our doors is we are actually located in the Apex Center complex. And for those that aren't familiar with Apex Center New England, Apex Center New England is a uh, 47-acre mixed-use space. So they call it um, Workplay Live or Workplace Stay. Mm -hmm. There's two brand-name hotels on our campus. Uh, There's 12 different eateries from fast food or or quick fast service to sit-down white linen. So we've got Chick Fil A, and we've got One Ten Grill and Aviva Casino, uh, and so stuff you can, so you can walk. So let's say you have a meeting, you can't really walk. Oh yeah, you oh can. you can, yeah, oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> Within six minutes, you can walk the entire uh, tip to toe of the uh, of the campus. So that yeah, you get a high paying client, you have your meeting, and you walk over to the grill. You get a low pay- paying client, you walk over to Chick Fil A. Exactly, <laughs> eight yeah. different bars. There's three gyms in that campus Holy as moly. well. Wow. Uh, a couple of hair hair places, a nail place. Uh, and then there's the entertainment center in itself. Um, go, we've got go karts and bowling and all kinds of uh, amenities around there. Uh, so, I, I, outside of a grocery store, which you can actually can walk to, we have one member who walks over to the Hannaford's just across the street. Right. It's about it's about a uh, for him. It's he says it's an eight minute walk each way. He grabs the salad bar every day. He's a health nut, <laughs> and um, it's his. You know, well, he's he's on on the phone sales, so he's got to get up. He's got to do his yep. walk stretch. Stretches, stretches uh, lighten up, have the coffee and cookies, you know, exactly. that the good people at VentureX are provided. But that, uh, you know, that's fantastic. It's, it really is sort of everything you need. You know, if you, if you could bring a sleeping bag, you, you could just stay there. You know, well, you don't recommend that. It, well, in our house rules, we do, there is no sleeping. There's no, no sleeping. overnight stay. I there. think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, the, the anchor that fooled us into thinking he was in Boston when he was really in Florida was, I'm sorry to pick on you, Gary LaPierre, but it was Gary oh, LaPierre. Gary. And that was, yeah, yeah, it was back in, in 2004. It was one of the, and I'm reading from a Boston Globe article from uh, January 04. Um, uh, the story reads, on one of the coldest mornings of the year, veteran WBZ radio anchor Gary LaPierre couldn't get over how frigid it was outside. Quote, would you believe it's five below zero right now? He told listeners yesterday at 6 a.m. What he didn't mention was that he was actually in northern Florida where it was a, well, it says balmy 50 degrees. He's a little strong, but still. Um, sorry, Gary. I hope you're enjoying yourself in Florida. It, it, you know, he, he came clean when someone called him on it and life went on, I think. But um, you could have the same sort of virtual presence elsewhere if you're a member of VentureX, but in a good way. 
not in a Gary Lapierre way. By the way, the, the uh, website, once again, VentureX.com. It's the word Venture, and then the letter X.com. And Ryan can be reached, by the way, 508-375-3636. But you want people to come in and check it out, really, you, you, right? You really want to come in and check the place out, grab a cup of coffee, take a seat for a second and soak it in. Uh, it's 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 really, I mean, it, it's amazing. Uh, and and the views that uh, that you actually get from, from uh, one side of the office uh, overlooking Central Mass and... Uh, in the hills out there it's pretty nice. yeah and it's it's nice because it's you know it's hey it's what well, it's new england so we just went from um you know, these beautiful oranges and reds and yellows to now it's kind of gray and white but we're hoping in a couple of months or <laughs> no we know in a couple of months it'll go back to green and it'll be beautiful you know what they say about the weather in new england if you don't like it just wait a minute it's about to change <clears throat> um thank you ryan i hope you had fun today on the boston podcast yeah. Is that a yes? Yeah, it was. It is a yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, once again, you got to check out VentureX out in Marlboro. Ryan Gagney, thank you so much for joining me. I got the name right, right? Yes, exactly. right, right, right. Okay, at Apex Center out there in Marlboro. Check it out. Um, I'm going to. Maybe I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. Thanks again to our friends at the U.S. Postal Service. USPS.com slash careers is where you go to find out opportunities at working at the post office. Also, thanks to our friends at Adori. That's our podcast platform, A-D-O-R-I. You're probably listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or maybe even on your computer. Do yourself a favor. Go to the App Store, download the Adori app, A-D-O-R-I. Your podcast will come to life. You'll see images and links, and I'll put up photos of VentureX so you can actually see how gorgeous the space is. On behalf of Ryan Gagging, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.